Welcome, everybody. It's been a while. I hope you guys didn't forget about us. All 27 <laughs> yes. of you. <laughs> Which we appreciate, all 27 of you, so much. Um, we did take a little bit of a hiatus, but we're back, and we're so excited to just keep rolling on. Yeah. It's a new year. I definitely don't feel like a new me. Feels like an older version of myself. <laughs> a little more weighed down. <laughs> a little still sleep deprived. I don't know how that happens every time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Always sleep deprived. I've just gotten Always. to the point where I accept it. Yes. I, I never will feel fully rested ever again, I imagine. <laughs> no. I just live in angst. Angst is my new. Angst is the new me. Yes. Angst. Angst is feels like the new everybody at this particular juncture in time. But that's okay. Um, obviously, a lot has happened since we last talked to you guys. Um, and we don't want to spend too much time talking about all of that. Because we have some great content for you today and we just want to dive right into it. Yeah. I'm sure everyone is either sick of or has heard of enough of it to be done hearing about it. I know I am done hearing about it, but I'm very pleased with a lot of it also. So there's that. <laughs> there are some good feelings. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've got a really fun guest for you guys today that we're super excited about. Yeah. So I would love to introduce you to my Aunt Irma, who's in town a week. Um, you might know her as Aunt Flo. Um, she likes to go by Mother Nature sometimes. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely that time of the month. And if that doesn't give it away, we're gonna talk to you about periods. <laughs> Menstruation. <laughs> Proclamation. I don't know. Okay, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right, you know, it's super official. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Yes, so official. Um, yeah. For all and... of you out there that <laughs> do go through monthly menstruations, um, we're going to cover a wide range of topics today. We're going to talk about uh, different uh, birth control methods, different uh, like tampons, menstrual cups. We're going to chat to you about sex on your period and <laughs> just the, all the joys that come with uh, being a vulva owner. <laughs> <laughs> and we really, I mean, honestly, like researching some of this stuff, we are not as experts at all. The only thing that we can say is that we've personally experienced and have been victimized <laughs> by... <laughs> by this um so that's where we're coming from but just like researching everything and kind of seeing the different sides of thing like positive and negative of everything was very interesting and so we just kind of wanted to talk about it because it can be such a faux pas thing to talk about I feel like and people feel so uncomfortable and that's totally fine oh yeah and that I mean this is just something that I definitely wanted to talk about at some point on our podcast because it should be something as natural as it is to talk about because there's no getting away from it, really. So, might as well yeah. just uh, we're gonna face, take back face it head on. 
<laughs> and, it's not just uh, at the end of a sentence. <laughs> exactly. And to concur with what Carly just told all of you, uh, we both did do a lot of research, uh, but we are by no means doctors, so please always uh, consult an expert uh, with any medical concerns or issues or questions you may have regarding all of these topics um we just wanted to really dive into this and i think there's also certain aspects of this topic that we could do later as a, a more in-depth deep dive but this will be sort of an overview of the topic oh yeah there's so many rabbit holes on this one i got into some stuff i got i got super angsty i got super mad i got sad <laughs> Just a lot of things happened when I was researching this. So, lots of new topics say it was for the a future. Roller coaster of emotion, <laughs> much like a period itself. <laughs> I, yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, just a quick little kind of silly thing that I found was like the history origin of the word period, which I didn't, I mean, I don't, for some reason, I find this like such a satisfying way to like start an essay which I know is so dumb because they say don't do it which is probably why I love it and I if someone tells me not to do something I'm signing up for it <laughs> right at the top of the doing list it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll tell my therapist I don't know um so it comes from the Greek word peri and hodos which tra translates to a round and way path so it kind of makes sense because you're like moving around a cycle or whatever. And then, which I love this, then it went to Latin, which was periodus, meaning reoccurring cycle. And then finally in the 1800s, the period or the English word for period came up. But I just, why, why can't we just leave the old Latin versions of things? I feel like it's so much sexier. And you know what? Periods just need all the love yeah. that they can get. <laughs> Uh, yes, I agree, and uh, it is so funny when you break down words and where they come from and their meanings, and when you say it, when you start out and you're like, oh, it comes from the Greek meaning of cycle, and you think about it, and it is a cycle, like, you're like, okay, that makes sense, and I am down with that, and then we just say period now. <laughs> yeah. Also, if they, like, were that kind of a tune with making the word, I feel like we should be more in tune with the actual thing at this point. If they had it somewhat figured out at that point, like, it really makes me feel really sad for where we are in some ways. <laughs> uh, it seems like we've backtracked quite a bit. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, we should have just... Yeah, anyway. Well, <laughs> we missed some steps somewhere. <laughs> um, yep. But as cycle, your period is usually um, a 28 day cycle situation um and just some more kind of basic period facts is that you menstruate after one of your ovaries has released an egg and that is usually about a week before your actual period starts um which is when you're the most fertile is that week before uh, it's less likely that you will get pregnant when you're actually on your period. Um, that's your least fertile point, uh, but it is still possible. 
And I love that. I They're also- like, you can get pregnant any day of the week, any time of your period, no matter what. Like, you're just going to get period. If You're just going to get pregnant if you're having sex. You can there are no rules. get pregnant 100% <laughs> of the time. They're like, we want you living in the constant fear. <laughs> <laughs> there are no off days, only on days. Which, uh, currently, I am on the arm implant but in my early days it was just the pill and you know I would forget to take that all the time and so it's just like it's just a compounded fear just like this dread of like oh my god please don't let me get pregnant yeah I love all the videos of people online when it's like I made it through like raise your hand if you made it through quarantine without a baby made made it through <laughs> it's like oh god yeah I can't imagine I know it's like those, the last week of your cycle is always just the most annoying because for some reason, and I feel like this might not be any other time of the month, but everything that you see online is like babies or people being worried about being pregnant or you just hear babies screaming all over the place when you don't live with a baby and you're just like, it's happening. It happened. It finally happened to me. It's happening. <laughs> Um, it's like never yes. in my life have I seen so much baby content. <laughs> I know. Well, I've got friends and sisters and like they all I so much baby content, which I'm not a baby person at all. So sometimes I'm just like, oh boy, <laughs> so many babies. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's like, especially if you're late, if you're late for like a day, that whole day, babies which everywhere. They find I, you. My. I no longer have regular, consistent uh, periods. They're sporadic and crazy, and I I have no idea. I'm just like, I presume. (laughs) Because you have the bar, right? Yeah, I have the arm implant. And we'll, I mean, we'll circle back to different birth controls, but uh, currently now my periods are spotting for a whole month nothing for the next month, then maybe an actual period that lasts about a week, a week and a half. It's, they're just all over the place. It's fun. So fun. It's not fun. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, Another quick caveat point I would like to make is that Carly and I are both uh, cis females, and I... There's so much, I mean, you don't have to be identifying as female to have a period. If you are a vulva owner and you're a transgender male or you're um, genderqueer, you are still getting periods and that can bring with it a whole extra layer of complicated emotions and feelings towards it. So just up top, I just want to state that we're coming from this from a very specific perspective. (laughs) And we're going to try and make this the only as ones inclusive we got. to you. Yep, the only ones we've got. But trying to make it as inclusive to anybody with a vulva, all this information is good for if you have a vulva, it can apply to you, no matter what you identify as. <laughs> if, if we ever have merch, we'll just have vulva owner as a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We'll have to work out what the art with that goes. <laughs> Maybe just a giant vagina. <laughs> oh, s- 
so many options, really. Um, so why don't we start, uh, with, I know that you did some research on just period terms and. Oh my gosh. So funny. Let's start there. <laughs> okay. So I kind of like put these into a couple different categories just because it honestly was such a wormhole that I could have been here all day just talking about these names. But as we like mentioned up top, the classics to me are definitely the ant flow, mother nature, time of the month, but there's also. The Red Shark Badge Week. of Courage. Shark Week. One of my favorites. Such a good one. One of my Which favorites. Also, <laughs> one of my favorite stories is like, I was in Hawaii with a friend and she hadn't had her period in a long time and started it like right when we got there. <laughs> and we were snorkeling and she was just like, and I was like, you're putting all our lives in danger by being out here. <laughs> this is not the kind of Shark Week I want right now. <laughs> But she ended up going in early. But for a personal introduction to one, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. It was hilarious though. Um, another one of my favorites. This one's an Australian one. I've got the painters in, which I think is just hilarious. It really paints the picture for you. <laughs> um, another Australian I like one. Crimson Tide a lot. Yeah, that's a good one. It feels very um, like school spirity. <laughs> it's like oh yeah. Yeah, um, it does kind of. Also, the Australian, they, the English are coming, which I don't understand, but I kind of get it. <laughs> I don't really understand it, but it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and then I feel like they have such a like a s- interesting sense of humor. So one of theirs is also just a river of blood, you know, just straight up river of blood. That's cool. I, um, it gets the point across. <laughs> yeah. So this one was. This one kind of gives me a whole new vibe. Um, so in India, they call it the crow has touched them. Don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Um, I love Italy's. <laughs> Let me just, okay. My uncle from the States, my uncle from the States has arrived. <laughs> kind of a dig out America. <laughs> We so many other countries, period references. What does that say about us? I don't know. I would be so curious just to talk to someone from these places and be like, can you just please explain this to me? Although I do know, I I recently finished reading uh, You're the Only One I Told, uh, the stories behind abortion, and she is uh, South Asian descent and she talks a lot in the book about how once a woman starts her period when she's on her period she's considered unclean and how she her friend was getting married and she had this experience where she like touched her friend's shoulder and all the older women were horrified because she just unclean on her period and went and touched the bride so i so many oh, cultures God. have just such different connotations. I mean, even here, it's not, like you say, it's not super positive here. It's just also not super negative. It's just kind of something you don't talk about. But it's, yeah. it's so, it's just such a diverse range of feelings and connotations around a woman's menstruation. 
Yeah, and it's definitely gotten better. I mean, I can't even imagine living even 20 or 30 years ago what it was like. Like, we have it so lucky compared to a lot of the women before us, but I just still think there's so much room to grow as far as just communicating about that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. Which, as you say, like, even in some of these slang terms for being on your period, obviously some of them have a more humorous or positive note, while some of them have a very negative connotation. Mm-hmm. You definitely get a vibe. Or just graphic. <laughs> yeah. Or just really, really, really fucking graphic. <laughs> sometimes it feels like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, sometimes it does. Which kind of leads into the many different feminine hygiene products that are available and out there. And, I mean, I've used a range. I obviously, when I started, well, maybe not obviously, when I started first getting my, uh, I used pads because I was terrified to put anything up my vagina. (laughs) Boy, has that changed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I know. I remember my mom... Like, when I first told her, she was, like, she was so much more emotional about it than I was. First of all, I didn't know what was going on. But she's like, this is the first day. You'll never have a first day like this. Like, today you're a woman. And I was like, Mom, how are you making this? Like, it was crazy. You're like, what? <laughs> she's like, I just, I am just, this is so, she was, she's such a, like, love emotional person. So I wasn't expecting that. But she only had... The little tampons that you have to push up yourself. They didn't even have the applicator. And I was like, oh, hell no. That's not happening. Do you remember the cardboard applicators? Oh, I still have had to use those before. I mean, Um, there have been a couple gas station pickups that were just pretty desperate. I think you were there for a couple of them. That's um, still what you had to use. Yep. Sometimes it's just a surprise. And you are not prepared. In the least. Nope. nope. Or you're underprepared. You think you're almost done, and you so you plan accordingly, and then it's like, ha surprise, you get five more days of this. Yeah. And um, today you get five more days. <laughs> and you've won the period lottery. I Yeah, it's I like mean, Groundhog's remember, Day once a month. Oh, Lord, it is. Uh, I remember pads used to be so bulky. It was like basically wearing a diaper. The pads I originally started using were just these massive things and then I think it was probably about the time that I started wanting to wear thong underwear that I had to start using tampons because you can't put a pad in a thong. Yeah. I will tell you right there, that is the glory of being female is having to have a period and having one of your options that's not shoving something into your body be a pad and then underwear then being invented that do not allow for you to be comfortable wearing such devices we were it's like (laughs) it's like it counteracts like everything counteracts the other it doesn't make any sense (laughs) also i grew up when it was super in style i think in high school to have the tightest pants that you could possibly have just yeah. like conforming to your body. So if you were wearing a pad, you could see it. Um, I, oh man. And then I, I use tampons for pretty much most of my life. I recently switched over to a menstrual cup 
which I actually really like. But if, if you think you have to get familiar with yourself when you put a tampon in, uh, you definitely have to get familiar with yourself when you put in one of those menstrual cups. Mine is kind of a, a flat disc, and you have to get it in it there called? and sort of... Uh, it's called NYX, which I really like. Um, it's... You know, it's environmentally friendly. It's easy to clean. It's there's no leaking. I love it. But you have to tilt, get it in, and then tilt it back so that everything kind of you know drains into the cup. But you have to put it behind your pelvic bone, like so. You really gotta get oh yourself God. up in there. <laughs> Didn't your boyfriend have uh, to take it out for you, or was that what was that? Uh, he had to help put it in one time. When I was oh first God. getting used to it, I had trouble, like, and you have to get an angle so that it doesn't, like, kind of, like, just so that it gets tipped back in there properly. Um, yeah, me and my boyfriend are really close. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a bonding experience. <laughs> that is one of my, like, absolute fears in life, that I'm going to get something stuck. And I'm going to have to have someone, which I know that there's a lot of stories of, like, really good girlfriends, like, helping each other out in that department. It's never happened to me. I think those stories are hilarious and bonding and whatever. But it is honestly one of my fears, like, forgetting something up there, which happens, which sounds really weird, <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> well, um, I when I first started using stuff. it, I was afraid of getting it because – once it's back up in there, I mean, you can feel the edge of it, but it's in there. And it kind of creates a suction so that it stays in so you don't have any leakage. And the first few times I tried to take it out, I was mortified. I was like, I'm going to have to go to the doctor and they're going to have to remove this. But it turns out oh your God. Kegel muscles are very powerful. So I just like basically do Kegels until I pushed it out until it's like coming out and then I can just grab it and oh so turns out so your body is powerful you, is this something that you leave in all day and then take out once you get home or is this something that you're like adjusting throughout the day no this is an all-day thing so it's 12 hours okay, I'm like I'm imagining you like in your office like s stall in this weird like contorted position <laughs> with your arm halfway up here <laughs> like bearing down just like clenching my <laughs> vagina muscles as much as I can. Someone just walks in and they're like, never mind. I'll wait. <laughs> I'm good. Like, wait, no. No, actually, Sarah, um, can you help me out real quick? <laughs> I can actually use a hand. <laughs> How strong are your fingers? <laughs> On a scale of one to ten. <laughs> How comfortable are you in this scenario? <laughs> um... Yeah, I mean, it took a little bit of getting used to, but I love it now. Uh, again, for many of the reasons I stated, it's no waste. It's easy to clean. It's an all-day thing or an all-night thing without any leaking. So I love it for all of those reasons. And I think it's important for our listeners to know, and especially perhaps younger listeners, that... Um, Tampon and pad manufacturers don't have to disclose their ingredients because uh, these items are considered medical devices for some bizarre reason. And I, mean, I need to know this. Everybody needs to I, know right? this. 
I feel like this is the male patriarch. This is just another way in which they're fucking us. <laughs> oh my god, I know. But yeah, okay. your skin needs to watch um, Michelle Wolf's <laughs> comedy skit. Have you seen it? It is hilarious. She's talking about periods, and we should put a link in our bio or something because it's literally the funniest representation of periods. It's like if guys had a period and bled once a month. They would be like, forget about cancer, forget about saving the environment, not that they cared about in the first place, forget about all this stuff, we have a serious problem here that needs to be resolved. And then We need to solve this not, immediately. But instead, they're like, here's a napkin, yeah, put it up there. <laughs> You'll be fine. Um, well, you're... It's like putting duct tape on a leaf, it doesn't work. Which, in turn, may be exactly how we got here. Because they're like, oh, you can just put duct tape on it. So they're like, I don't know, just cover the hole and it'll stop leaking. Just put a cork up there. I don't know. A cork. Oh, I did want. I think I just figured it out. But uh, your skin is very permeable. And especially your internal skin. So it absorbs toxins very easily. And if you're not careful about doing your research, um, you could be putting some really bad stuff up in there. And you should be taking care of your vagina. She deserves some love. <laughs> she goes through a lot for you. <laughs> <laughs> she really does. Oh, man. So, yeah, let's and we haven't chat even... a little bit. Okay. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, like, we haven't even gotten into feeling giving yourself a little bit of a break during those times because it is all like we said it earlier it is a roller coaster of emotions that happens during your period and leading up to it yeah lots yep. of things are happening in your body and I think caring about what you're putting in your body should be as emphasized as just caring for yourself because and this actually does get into what I'm going to talk about because if you're on birth control or you're not on birth control and you're just like letting your body do its thing, but any sort of hormones in your body changes how you feel and it doesn't have to be totally rational sometimes. Like don't blame stuff on it because you're like on your period because that, we can all make that excuse. But holy shit fuck, some of those times you're just crying for no reason and you don't know why. You're crying because you're happy, you're crying because you're sad, you're crying because you just, like, hit your elbow on something and you'd never cry about that on a Tuesday, but since it's Thursday, you're crying about it. It makes no sense. <laughs> you do just have to be kind to yourself during this because there is such the connotation of, uh, I'm, I'm being crazy, and it's like, yeah, because your hormones are all over the place right now, and it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, um, so I'm taking the pill, so, and I've been wanting to switch to a different thing, but I just don't have a lot of time to really go to the doctor, and I want to, like, get it done, do it right, and actually, like, see what my body's doing. I've never really had any super negative reactions to it, um, but they ran out of the kind that I take, which doesn't make sense to me, but that's okay, I get it, things run out, but, um, <laughs> so they're like, oh, do you mind going to this kind for, because I do three months at a time for a little while. And I was like, yeah, sure. And within that first couple weeks, I was a loony tune. Like, I couldn't, and I was like, this has to be that. 
Because, I mean, you're in your own head, too. You're like, I feel insane. And then you get mad at yourself for feeling like that. And then at least there's some sort of explanation to it. But you're like, what is this doing to me? I'm turning into, like, a mini Hulk. I'm eating everything. <laughs> I'm mad at everyone. <laughs> I'm also just really sad when I'm happy. And I'm not really sure what's happening. But I'm crying does, for no lot. reason. <laughs> it's just crazy. And I think the only, because I've, so I've done the, I've done the pill before. And then a long time ago I did Depo, which I don't know much about it now. Um, it was definitely not a form that I would ever use again. There was a lot of negative side effects. I know it was like one of the most impossible to get pregnant on, which is kind of, which is cool or whatever. But, um, it made me gain weight. It made me crazy. It made me feel like I was pregnant all the time, which is super counteractive. Um, I mean, and it was nice because you only had to get a shot every, like once every three months or something. So that was cool. But oh my gosh, like I feel like they should make you like sit down in a room and read a paper. Like, this is what's going to happen to you. It's not going to be pretty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I... Uh, I used the pill for many years. Uh, I never had to switch brands, so that was always nice. Uh, I, For all my time that I was on it, I used the same brand. Um, I don't really... I mean, I was one of those people that used to skip the, the like, placebo pills for when you would have your period. So I would go, like, three months where I'd skip that, and then my body would kind of start to wig out a little bit, and then I would let myself have a period, and then I'd skip it again. Um, and, which is part of why I switched to the arm implant, which is good for three years. Um, and I am on my second one, so I had, I didn't have a single period for my first two and a half years. Uh, which was fantastic. And then about the last half of my third year, I started having just really bad spotting um, to, to where it would be like three weeks of never having an actual period, but just very light spotting, uh, which got really obnoxious. And then I have my new one in now. I've had it for about a year. And it's kind of just been... I mean, I touched on it a little bit earlier. It's been a little bit of a roller coaster. Um, just in getting into, I guess, what will be my new normal cycle. Um, so sometimes I go two months and I have nothing. Sometimes I have like two periods almost back to back. So it's all over the place right now. But I don't ever have any bloating. Uh, I rarely oh, have nice. cramping. Oh, and. I know. <laughs> and for until like this last year, and it was really the beginning of my second um, implant, uh, I did have some where I did start to have those emotional things. But this has worked really well for me. And I also don't have time to go to the doctor. But um, my mom said that her office, oftentimes for people that have this, when they start to have the, the weird periods and it, they will have you take birth control on top of it. And for whatever reason, it somehow helps your body just sink into a natural cycle again. And then you can get off the birth control, which I is something I would like to look into, but I haven't had time to go to a doctor yet. So I am just living the crazy <laughs> roller coaster right now. 
<laughs> We're just full of those. Yeah. Excuses. <laughs> Sorry, I As can't. we sit here, take care of yourself, and we're like, I don't have time to go to the doctor. My mom has always said, do as I say, not as I do. So I'm just going to keep that going. So, honestly, this is something that I want to do a lot more research on, but this was the one article that really, really kind of blew my mind a little bit um, about kind of the history of birth control. I mean, I think everybody knows this, but I still, like, every time I read it, I kind of get freaked out. Um, like, the first condoms were you were fish bladders and intestines. So glad we don't live in that era. <laughs> like, okay. I really hope, I don't know if there's still any like that, but I could just see some, like, organic hippie out there that's like, um, no, I don't want to use rubber. I only use fish but that was in 3000 BC, so hopefully we're past that. I mean, the first rubber condoms didn't even come out until 1855. Like, that's kind of close. Well, I mean, I don't know. Because you know people oh, yeah. having sex. Oh, yeah. We were never sex, not having sex. Lots of kids, children. Yeah. Gosh. Um, and then there was just, like, tons of stuff about different cultures using different, like, witchy juju about, like, trying to different kinds of medicines to prevent pregnancy and... All this crazy stuff. Um, and then I found this other thing that Congress passed what was called um, a Comstock Act, which criminalized the U.S. Postal Service actually mailing any sort of contraceptives or sex toys or anything like that. Can no. you imagine if that was still in effect no. now? <laughs> I buy all my sex toys offline. I mean, this was in 1873. <laughs> right. I know. And they even say discreet packaging. They're probably saying that because the Postal Service was given the uh, permission to become, like, a, a law enforcement agent and, like, confiscate these items. Which I don't know what people were mailing in 1873 that were contraceptives or sex toys or other personal things, but crazy. <laughs> I would be pissed if someone confiscated my vibrator. <laughs> right. <laughs> that would be terrible. <laughs> but, um... The history of birth control is not friendly to women, and honestly, a lot of this stuff was really hard to read, just kind of what was happening to some people. Um, so one of the things was, in 1907, the Institute's uh, public policies gave the government the right to sterilize um, unwilling and unwitting people, and they would... Oh God, it just got through <laughs> These... Laws would define, like, insane people or feeble-minded people or as dependent people or diseased people. As oh, my being, God. Um, yeah, incapable or un... Like, they shouldn't be reproducing, and they would force sterilization. And a lot of this was... That's horrifying. And, I mean, just in general, that just freaks me out, just... Because you know that medicine wasn't what it is now, and you know that they probably weren't doing these things in a safe and sanitary environment, and I just it just makes my skin crawl. And the fact that that was in 1907 that they were sterilizing women and stuff like that for... And, I mean, you could just have a bad day, I feel like, and you'd be considered feeble-minded or insane, and then you could get sent to these places. When really... Oh, God. Anyway, I want to get... I want to do a whole episode about this. It's insane. That would, yeah, that would be a great, epi I mean, 
And to even compare, I mean, obviously we've come a really long ways, but there's, again, talking about your period is so taboo still. And there's so many things in regards to, you know, reproductive health that are, Mm -hmm. that make it hard to access, that are, lies are being spread about it. I mean, there's still so much work that has to be done for reproductive health. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't until, okay, what was the earliest I found? Okay, so I think it was, oh, and this girl is a badass motherfucker. Uh, Margaret Sanger, who was originally Margaret Higgins, she opened the first birth control clinic in the United States in uh, Brooklyn, New York. It was in 1916. So which doesn't sound, I know it was a long time ago, but it really doesn't seem like that long ago. It really doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Grand scheme of things, (laughs) it's not that long ago. Yeah, but this lady was a complete badass. Like, she believed that enforced motherhood is the most complete denial of a woman's right to life and liberty, and that's why she wanted to create birth control so people could start getting their lives back. But she was tried in a case called the People vs. Sanger in 1918, and she was put in jail for 30 days. She ended up, like, eventually winning. But, and it was actually kind of cool. What did it say? I'm trying to find the exact I mean, she sounds like a total badass bitch. (laughs) Absolutely. But they just didn't want to, so pretty much they were like, yeah, birth control should be available. Otherwise, we're infringing upon women's liberties. And so I'm like, wow, cool. Yeah, can we just, like, keep that going? Because I feel like that's still a problem today. It is still, it's... I, I just, I like that even back then she was like, a woman should have yeah. the right yeah. to choose what happens to her body. And we're still fighting about that. I think <laughs> we're going to end on hopefully a bit of a more positive note. And I really want to talk about um, having sex on your period and, you know, getting your getting your red wings. (laughs) Oh my gosh, is that what it's called? Yep, that is exactly what it is called. So if you are having sex on your period, as we discussed earlier, you can still get pregnant. Um, Eggs live for about a day in your body after being released, and sperm can live in your body for up to six days. Oh my gosh. So always birth control, contraceptive, have a plan if you're not looking to have a baby (laughs) um, in having safe sex. The average menstruating person has approximately 450 periods, which equals six entire years. Oh my gosh. Of your life. That's six on your period. Six years of our lives? I did not need to know that. Six years. And I'm going to be a positive note. <laughs> no, it is, this is positive. I, you don't want to waste six years of your life not having sex. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's such a good point. So your libido is highest around ovulation. Um, and for other people, it can also be right at the start of menstruation. I know that, like, sometimes I know my period is coming because I get super horny right before it comes. Like, a few days before I start having my period, I'm just like, (laughs) okay. So your hormones, obviously, during your menstruation are changing, and your hormones increase, um, your vulva's sensation, and so if you do choose to have sex on your period, it can be so much more sensitive than any other time of the month. So, I mean, bonus. <laughs> I'm learning a lot today, too. 
uh, I do think it's important to say, don't pressure yourself. I've had sex on my period before. Uh, and I, I mean, I know like the first time it happened, it was like super awkward because you're just worried about like leaving a murder scene on the bed which doesn't actually happen. Um, I can say that I've never walked away from it and just looked like we killed somebody. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that there's a lot of, I think, still shame around periods. So I think the idea of being comfortable having sex on your period is hard for people. So I don't want anybody to feel like if you're uncomfortable that you should do it. But there's actually some health benefits to it. On top of the fact that it can just feel better because you're more sensitive and so you can just reach new heights of pleasure. Um, when, if if you're having like cramping on your, especially like really bad cramping or you're having headaches on, while you're on your period, when you have an orgasm, the walls of your uterus contract really tight and then they release. And so that can sort of help you're cramping because once they contract super tight after they release, it sort of can mitigate the effects of cramping. And then the rush of dopamine and, um, oh, what's the other one? Oxytocin? I th- yeah, just the different endorphins, but like dopamine and oxytocin are the two major ones that they flood your body. And so if you are having a headache, it can help relieve the the headache because all of these like super good endorphins have just flooded your system and it can help mitigate pain. It can also shorten your period for some people because since your the walls of your uterus are contracting and releasing really tight, it can help shed your lining faster. Obviously not for everybody, but you could shorten your periods by having sex Whoa. on your period. <laughs> this is blowing my mind. <laughs> so, I mean, get out there. And also, if you're not comfortable with, like, having it with your partner, you could test out the waters and masturbate while you're on your period and just kind of see how it feels and maybe build up some confidence. And I just want to say, also, it's, like, this is something that I'm still pretty, I just feel really gross when I'm on my period. And I don't know if that's because I just feel gross and my body feels like it's just doing a lot of stuff, but, or because... In general, your period just comes off as a pretty negative thing, you know? So, I mean, that's hard for me even Mm -hmm. to kind of process. So having a partner and also having that conversation and them not being, like, totally gung-ho for it is not them, like, hating on you or thinking you're gross. They're just also processing, too. I mean, it's a whole... It's a lot of stuff, and I think even as an individual, I don't know enough about it. Even just doing the research for today was really eye-opening and kind of nice to just be looking at or researching it and thinking about it and really thinking about like what's happened to me in my life and what experiences I've had. So don't. And as we found out, we know nothing. I learned so much. Yeah, exactly. It's just so <laughs> if you think it's hard enough to process it for yourself, don't ever judge anyone else for having some reservations about having sex on your period. I mean, just talk about it. If it's something you really want to try and you have a partner that you can talk to about that. I will tell you, honestly, no guy has ever been disgusted by yeah. it. I've never had a guy when I was on my period be like, ew, no, I don't want to. They're all, they're all about it. 
I mean, I... <laughs> Not that that's every guy, but yeah, I've never exactly. had a guy shame me for being on my period and having sex. Yeah, and I and that's awesome. And I think a lot of guys are probably like that. But I just feel like if it... Because me, as... Me, personally, I don't love it. So I'm just... That's where I'm coming from. <laughs> it still kind of freaks me out. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, as I've talked about in this... Um, currently with my birth control, my periods are kind of all over the place. And so I have also, sometimes I do just feel really gross and just really like, I don't, I don't want to be touched. And so, I mean, that's also okay too. Yeah. You know, I just, I am pro period sex as well. (laughs) Our next (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just thinking about so many things right now. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but these are good things to talk about, and I hope that maybe if you, I know this is kind of a topic that we're just diving into because why not? But if anything, I hope that it just makes you feel a little bit more comfortable with yourself or gives you a little bit of information that you didn't have or opens up a conversation with you or your friend, you and your friend or you and your partner about stuff like that, that there are other people struggling through hormones and have all had these kinds of experiences and, and that's totally normal. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is all about, I mean, normalizing this. And Mm -hmm. the truth of the matter is, is that menstruating is a normal part of life for vulva owners. And just talking about it, being okay with it, it just so that you know that whatever you're going through, whether you're horny and you wanna have sex or you wanna try a new contraceptive thing, it's all normal. And it's okay wherever you're at or however you feel about it to explore or not explore whatever you want. And I did want to talk about, um, since we did talk a lot about some of the harmful qualities that are in uh, pads and tampons, I've heard really good things about, and this is not an ad or anything, um, about Lola, which is a monthly subscription for, uh, you can get, you can get everything pretty much. Lube, uh, tampons, condoms, just all sorts of stuff, and pads and tampons, all everything. And they can like mail it to your house every month. So you don't even have to go to the store and get them. And it pretty much tells you, it tells you exactly what you're putting into your body, which I think is exact. Like now that you've said all these things and we know these things and you know (laughs) these things that if you've been listening and you've made it this far, (laughs) put on our bucket list to start being more conscious of. Yeah. And I think that if you're not following us on our Instagram, um, it's Badass Bitches Podcast. And we are going to be posting some, all kinds of different really great resources uh, for contraceptive information, pad, tampon, um, menstrual cup information, just all kinds of different good stuff for people that may want to look into any of this. And um, I will also be posting, um, 
just if you are curious about having sex on your period, just some some tips about lube and foreplay and other things to just make that process a little bit more pleasurable and a little easier for you if that's something you're interested in. Go for it. <laughs> God, why am I so awkward today? I'm just like, I can't even... <laughs> That's okay. You did great. Thank you. All right, everyone. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us on this roller coaster. <laughs> kind of a very long journey, but also a very informative and fun journey. <laughs> Learned a lot today. With each episode, I feel a little bit more okay <laughs> talking about my vagina. So good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I will be there someday. I am I'm younger than you, so I have more time to get Hope you to learned it. a lot. Stay tuned next week for another episode and follow us on Instagram for all kinds of great resources. Alright. Bye bitches. <laughs> Bye bitches. like all of 2020 was that like your cat when it jumps off the bed and you just hear like the whole time yeah and you're like no 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 everybody everybody move find the cat throw it outside but then the cat threw up at the beginning of 2021 and so now it's like oh okay we gotta clean this up still oh god oh my god oh yeah I feel like they should make that sound an alarm clock because never in my life have I moved so fast but until I hear that I'm like no no you never have as soon as my dog makes that noise I'm like shit move move everybody yeah you can be on like in the middle of your REM cycle and you'll just you'll wake up to that noise right away real quick it'll pull you out of the deepest of sleeps Yeah, you could be dreaming about like Ian Summerlander and you'll just come right out of it.